0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: I actually think it was my D partner that got his stick and accidentally smoked me in my mouth, (laughs) chipped my front four teeth and, you know, cut my lip and um, cut my gums. I'm I'm sorry, it was a full on yard sale and um, left left the game, all my four teeth are all mangled and... um, my whole career, I kept asking, like, okay, what do I do? Like, do I, you know, you know crown these things or veneer? Or they're like, no, 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 like that, that that's expensive, and they'll, you know, continue to get knocked out. So, um, let's let's just cap them. Let's just cap, keep them capped for the, you know, until you're until you're retired.
2: On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions. Big name guests the teams you care about every 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 day it's the ron johnson show part of locked on sports minnesota and it starts now
0: welcome to the ron johnson show and i am your host ron johnson i'm live on remote yeah i don't have the cool you know purple background like my producer sam's gonna have but hey that's what you got to do when you're traveling but today we're gonna have Nate Prosser on Yes, the Wild season's over, but it's always good to hear from former players on what's next. Uh, what is, I mean, we just heard Bill Guerin talk. What is Kevin Fiala gonna do? You know, is he gonna keep him? Is he gonna get rid of him? You know, do they wanna resign him? Does he want to come back? Uh there's so much to this, but we're gonna get Nate Prosser's take on what's next for the Minnesota Wild, and who does he think can win the uh the playoffs uh and go to the final and uh win it all? Uh of course we saw the St. Louis Blues. They did pretty well against the Avalanche, so I know for Wild fans, you're probably a little bit pissed off. Like, you know what? That could be us. We could we could be on our way to the uh, to the fi- to the Stanley Cup final. We're gonna talk nil though, and as I bring my producer Sam Extraman and Sam later, we're gonna talk daily three. We know that three questions, three minutes, but nil. Um. I just don't know where to start with this sam so the nil name image likeness your name your image your likeness to me that seemed like a simple change that needed to be made you think about ncaa football on uh playstation and xbox people were playing that all the time they were claiming it wasn't us but if you go back to 1999 2000 2001 and you play with minnesota that number three 6'2, 210 pounds from detroit michigan he wears number three i i mean i don't know who that is who could it be like me so if you're going to use my number my height my weight where i'm from but you just don't want to use my name you want to use my image and my likeness but not my name so that way you don't have to pay me that sounds like infringement that sounds like uh copyright that sounds like we're we should be in court right now dealing with lawyers saying hey look that's me you got to pay me for that and that's why so many players got paid uh but only through a certain time i'm kind of pissed off i missed the window of getting that check uh for being on the game because hey the old guys eh, we didn't really do it that well but as it got better and better the faces got better the graphics got better i mean they really were just stealing the images of these college players and now it's legal you can legally pay players sam And good old Nick Steven, Mr. I got the number one recruiting class every year for the last whatever years. I got the number one player in the recruiting class for the last couple years. I put X amount of players in the NFL. Well, now the scales of justice have been balanced. And I'm a Moon Knight fan. I don't know if you've seen Moon Knight yet, Sam, or if you even care about Marvel stuff. But Moon Knight. Uh, there's this thing called the balance of the scales. And they—they they, it's, it's really fake the way they do it, but they basically grab, if you have a twin or you have a your alter ego, they grab both hearts. It's fake. They put them on a scale and you got to somehow balance the scales by going back into your past, trying to figure out why your scales are unbalanced. Well, now we've gone back into the past and we figured it out. The unbalance came from value. You look at what Nick Saban makes compared to what Deion Sanders makes. You look at Nick Saban's budget. Compared to Deion Sanders' budget. It's hard to compete and get those top kids. Yes, it's Deion Sanders. I want to learn from the best. I mean, this kid, number one recruit in the country, goes to Jackson State, a a historically black college. Unheard of. You see it now in basketball. You got kids doing that in basketball as well. Why? Because I don't need Alabama. I don't need Clemson. This kid is the best player in the country. If Shaquille O'Neal... Were to go to Alabama AM, they're gonna follow him. It's not about LSU and Shaq, it's about Shaq. You know, and if Michael Jordan had gone to North Carolina t instead of going to North Carolina, they're gonna follow Jordan. They're gonna follow the money. It just wasn't out back then. But they were gonna find that kid. And so, Sam, now Nick Saban says that Texas AM has cheated. No, 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 no sorry, not cheated, bought their entire recruiting class now it's not them it's their boosters they've done a great job creating nils and i think that's the problem for me sam is that alabama has taken over for a while and now you're starting to see these scales balance and then you just see uh the receiver out of pit the kid we were talking about he he just went to usc so lincoln riley has been doing the same thing nobody just notices lincoln riley because usc nobody's worried about usc just yet but Lincoln right. Riley's been slowly adding, as Kevin Garnett would say, you know, he's been adding Uzis, pumps, loading up clips. He's just over there secretly loading up his guns, getting <laughs> ready for this college football season and seasons to come. And that's why they bought Lincoln Riley in. They were like, look, this guy can recruit. He's done a great job of where he's been. Let's see if he can turn this around to USC because we have the stuff in L.A. I mean, it's, it's Snoop Dogg. It's L.A. We're worried about Texas and them and this oil money. We forgot about just L.A. But Sam, what what are your thoughts on that with Nick
2: Saban? So yesterday was highly entertaining because Saban calls out A&M, which is Jimbo Fisher. Jimbo Fisher, I believe, calls his own press conference. He does. And lights Nick Saban on fire. He calls him despicable multiple times. He says he thinks he's God. He throws him under the bus and says his former assistants don't like him and <laughs> basically implies that Alabama has been the one cheating all this time. Yes. Um. And this is this, – is this college football now? Is this where the SEC schools just have a battle of petty? Who can be pettier in trying to take down the other schools um, and prop themselves up? It's, we kind of have invited this, though, right? This yeah. kind of is the NIL – environment where it to some extent it is about buying talent a little bit um you try to you you promote your program you promote the education but for these stars it is going to come down to i think that nil deal um so i guess i don't know what sabin was was sabin implying that they were cheating or just that they had really good nil deals i'm not sure what the accusation is if it's legal Like, maybe you can tell me, Ron.
0: Yeah, so what Saban's problem is, and he's bought this up before because he continues to say this. He's like, where's the salary cap for these players? Like, are we just going to let the best player, you know, like if a new Allen Iverson comes out of high school, which is coming. If a Like, imagine LeBron James right now in high school heading to college because he couldn't go to the NBA. He would have to go to college for one season. I mean, look at Chet Holmgren. Um, He's not even close to – him Paige beckers she's good but she's not lebron james you know and she's heading towards a million lebron would have probably had 10 million already in college like he probably would have stayed in college the simple fact of it's like wait i have no responsibilities i have no bills the school's paying for my apartment i got a nice crib in college i can get an education and i can make 10 mil a year in college um but no we know lebron would have went he would wanted 30 40 million but you know just saying like think about that one year LeBron Carmelo uh you know some of these guys that we knew were one and dones uh and LeBron couldn't be a one and done but LeBron would have you know would have had to be a one and done oh he would have broke the bank like he and that's what Nick Saban is, is saying is what's the cap and so no he's not saying that they cheated he just admitted that like look this is the new age and honestly this is the thing it, this is smart on Nick Saban's part one he gets the attention off of himself because for years people were saying he was cheating anyway. That's why I think Jim o. Fisher is really like, Really? Like, really? What you did? And now you Okay. And so you see that. You see Deion Sanders, him and Nick Saban are in an Affleck commercials. So that's gonna be really awkward on set next time they shoot an Affleck commercial. I mean, literally, Affleck might have to say, Hey, uh, let's hurry up and shoot a commercial to get this hotness out on the streets. Because if you put Saban and Sanders in a commercial, Oh, you know Dion's bringing the looks. Like he's gonna drop the jokes. He's gonna bring the looks. I I hope SNL does an Affleck thing where like they have the duck out there and the duck even looks like. Wait, what? Like wh- wh- I don't want to be in this commercial. You know, like it is. It's, <laughs> it's duck some runs of the away. oh the duck. It's some of the best stuff. It's gonna be. I mean, I, I think SNL. I, I'm pretty sure SNL would do it, but who knows? They might not. Uh, that might be a, a conflict. Season um, finale
2: on Saturday. <laughs> they better hurry. Well, hey, and
0: that and it came right at the right time. I'm 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 hoping they have a Nick Saban joke. I mean, come on. Now you got to you got to do that, but you never know. Um but when you think about what Saban's saying, his big issue is this. Players now, it's about the boosters. And it's about recruiting with boosters. And that technically was illegal, but it's now it's not. So what Saban's doing is smart. He put his he put his boosters on notice. He's like, "Look, I'm trying to I'm fighting for my life to recruit for y'all. Y'all got to come help me." now if I were saving I'd be look take 2 million from me I'm gonna get a lesser salary you guys go use that to get some players for me Nick noti style blue chips that's why I tweeted that loved it um but but there's a thing too about NIL and you know having Ron Dane on got me thinking about that Wisconsin Minnesota Iowa we haven't seen any Wisconsin Minnesota Iowa NIL blow-ups yet we haven't seen any big-time deals just yet and so my, my 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 early voice out to the fans uh to the listeners to the gopher fans to the Minnesota sports fans if you know some people out there with some big time money and they are in the Minnesota area they need to create a conglomerate and start working on getting these high school kids like sign deals hey when you come to Minnesota we're going to have a General Mills cereal commercial ready to go for you we're going to ha- you know you're going to be sponsored by whatever fruit loops Frosted Flake, I don't know. I don't know what they make over there. But, I mean, Lando Lakes, you're going to have your own butter. You're going to be spot. We just need you to say, hey, my hands aren't slippery unless I put butter on my biscuit. You know, I mean, it's got to be something for these high school players knowing that when I get to Minnesota, Target, have a quarterback throwing it at the Target sign, I never miss, especially when I shop at Target. I mean, come on. There's too much out there. For these high school players that we really want to come play for minnesota that we can't find a way to get them 10 20 30 grand a month you know for their first year 10 grand a month i think would do it 100 grand in the first year 120 grand high school kid who's gonna say no to that i mean i just did a commercial and i know what they pay so that's my that's what i think's gonna happen minnesota's gotta it's a it's an arms race now of nil minnesota's got to get out in front of all these schools like Wisconsin and Iowa because that's who they're competing against. Of course, we got Michigan, Ohio State. That's going to be a different brand. But you got to you gotta out-recruit your little group here of Wisconsin and Iowa because that's who you see Minnesota fighting for with these offensive linemen and some of these linebackers in these areas. It's depending on what you can get. Jackson, Howard, kid in Minnesota now. I don't see why. If you really want him, he's the number one recruit in Minnesota, find a, find a company that's willing to sponsor him if he signs with Minnesota. That's gotta be the way to go. That's, that's how you defeat the Wisconsin's, the Iowa's, and they're not even up for Jackson Howard. It's against Michigan, uh, Miami, Minnesota, and LSU. Those are the four. So you got to compete with LSU because you know LSU is in the SEC and they're doing they gotta they gotta compete with Alabama. So go for fans. Get your NILs together. Because we got to get some of these kids to stay home and we gotta get some of these kids to come across to this cold weather. Everybody doesn't want to do it like I did. I'm from Detroit. I love the Minnesota. Tony Dungy was here. At connection. If we can't find a connection, got to get him some money. That's the NIL. Well, up next on the Ron Johnson Show, we got Nate Prosser, former just big bruiser. I heard he could shoot the puck at close to 100 miles an hour. We'll have to find that out. But stay tuned, and then we got the Daily 3 after that. We'll be back. up next on the ron johnson show we got hockey legend nate prosser former minnesota wild elk river product out of minnesota i mean it's a state of hockey of course uh but but nate as i jump into this man i got caught last night watching the avalanche blues game um oh, when you see how close that game is as a minnesota wild fan uh former player uh how much does that hurt a little bit knowing that man you know what, the Avalanche are good, but the Wild could have skated right with them the way they dominated the Blues in some of those games. Yeah, yeah, we are, I mean,
1: Wild had a good skating team. There's there a team that, uh, you know, I don't know what our record was in, uh, during the regular season versus the Avs, but it, it looks like, uh, you know, they, they're a team that, you know, not overly physical or overly mean, so it's a team that we would have skated with and probably would have competed with pretty well, but um you know i love this series right now with the blues and the Avs. i think it's just um uh, kind of you know the classic uh you know experience versus speed
0: yeah and four to one i mean yeah <laughs> it was two zero when i was in the bar yeah. um and then i saw the abs score i didn't see who it was uh we we you yeah. we were having some fun it was a bachelor party uh my brother-in-law is he's gonna be my brother-in-law when he gets married uh tomorrow um and oh, so we weren't really congrats. yeah yeah so i'm down here for a wedding so he we weren't really watching where's, it close where's the wedding we're in cincinnati ah. and so we were at a I, mean, I don't know the name of it but we were at a local bar right by our hotel uh my father-in-law uh my my soon-to-be brother-in-law uh a weird one my former my ex brother in law, guess you'll call it. He used to be married to my wife's older sister, divorced, okay. but he's still a part of the family, so he's here. Yeah. So, okay. so that was that was an interesting one. Um, yeah. But yeah, we were all at the bar watching. He Like they had, it was like five TVs. So they had the Heat, you know, Celtics on. They had the Abs. And um, as I'm watching, I'm like, man, like, okay, here come the Abs. This is the Abs everybody's talking about because they score yeah. it's two to one. And I'm like, and I and I've heard the you know goals can come in bunches. Yeah. And then they went bunches the other way. You know, yeah. the Blues. You know the Blues, you know, held them off, and so when I see that, I'm like, man, the way the Wild handled them, and, and I know the Huso versus Bennington, that's always going to be the conversation. Yeah. um And the Wild are more physical. I think yeah. they, you know, the Blues and the Wild are both two physical teams, and I think the Abs got. I mean, I was watching the hits, like it's crazy, like how I've started to watch this stuff now. Yeah, yeah. So when you see the hits by the Blues, and again, going back to the Wild. Uh, and Kevin Fiala, for instance, what, what do the wild need to do? One, do you think Garen's going to bring Fiala back? Does Fiala want to come back? And then what do the wild need to do to get, get over that hump and and end up against a team like the Az where they probably could just out them?
1: Yeah. I mean, to answer the first question, I think you, you, you try to bring them back. I mean, it's hard to replace a 30 goal scorer. I mean, that, right. that they don't, they don't just like fall off trees, you know, like it's, it's something where uh, you know I'm sure Garren's trying to do whatever he can to have him back, but um, he he kind of disappeared in playoffs. You know, not not to you know be too mean about it, but um, there wasn't a ton of secondary scoring. I mean, other than 97, who who on the Blues is like okay, like we got to watch out for this guy. This is their secondary scoring line. This is this is the line that uh, you know kind of. Could take over the game when we shut down their top line. I mean, there really wasn't one. That, you know, I was kind of looking at uh, Eck and Foligno and Greenway's line to do that, but um, you know they they didn't they didn't um, put the puck in the net that that much in the in that series. So um, you know, I, I I think the Wild uh, with with any team, it doesn't matter what spot you get in to the playoffs. Like it doesn't matter if you're the second wild card or the number one seed. It, it's just it, it's all about just getting in and then hitting your stride at the right time and it almost seems like the wild they were hitting their stride and then i, I don't know the, the special teams kind of faded away you know the goaltending situation got a little sticky um and then yeah like i said the secondary sc- scoring just kind of w- was lost so um you know you put that all together and then you play against a team like the blues that you know, all those guys have, you know, hoisted that Stanley Cup over their head, or most of them. And they all have that experience. They're all just like, okay, regular season's over. We were the, or um, the first wild card. Oh, no, they're the third seed, the third seed of the of the division. So it's like, yeah, they, they didn't care. Okay, we're in the playoffs. It's a whole new season. We're all zero and zero. We all have zero points. Let, let's start fresh and let let's get after these guys.
0: Yeah, they didn't, they didn't let the home ice thing bother them. You know, everybody thought the Wild had the advantage with the home ice. The Blues still don't have home ice advantage, and they're finding ways to steal, game, steal games. Yeah. And so, you know, now the pressure is on the abs, which I don't think they've had to deal with all season. Like, now this is the pressure. If you go down 2-0, that's almost yeah. like a death sentence um, <laughs> in, any, in any sport. Um, so, Nate let's get let's have a fun one so as we were coming on you know you were talking about hockey and teeth and and you know i've i've seen the uh mark parish you know losing a tooth running offset having to pop his tooth back in yeah. how did you how did your teeth get knocked out you said it was a stick but what what happened
1: yeah it was back my first year of pro hockey um i played down in houston for the arrows um as the minnesota wild affiliate team at the time um it was awesome that was my favorite year of hockey i think just being down that weather for a year. Um, it was just me and my wife, no kids. Um, it was kind of like, uh, like it was like college one, you know, and we all, you know, had a little bit of money. So it it was, uh, we we would get out of the rink and shorts and flip-flops and we'd go to whole foods and get, um, grill food. And we all lived at the same complex. So we all just kind of sat by the pool and grilled out and, you know, sat in the sun and every day it, it was literally every day we were, you know, weird lobsters out there and um uh but uh, uh where was I going what was the question again the teeth
0: you got your teeth oh yeah teeth
1: so puck was dumped into my corner and I just remember going back and there's like two forwards on me and my d partner coming in and we are all going to fish for the puck and you know at, at, as you go for a puck your opponent tries lifting your stick so they try getting under your stick and lifting it before you can make a play on the puck so I actually think it was my D partner that got his stick and accidentally smoked me in my mouth, (laughs) chipped my front four teeth and, you know, cut my lip and, um, cut my gums. I'm just like, it was a full on yard sale and, um, left, left the game, all my four teeth are all mangled. And, um, my whole career, I kept asking like, okay, what do I do? Like, do I, you you know, crown these things or veneer or. They're like, no, 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 like that, that, that's expensive. And they'll, you know, continue to get knocked out. So, um, let's, let's just cap them. Let's just keep them capped for the, you know, until you're, until you're retired. So just this last, um, you know, a couple months ago, uh, I reached out to the dental office and it was like, Hey, I think it's time to, you know, make these things look a little better. So I don't know. I hope they look all right And Oh yeah. They look perfect.
0: Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) yeah, That's the funniest thing ever though, for people to say like, don't fix your teeth. Because you're going yeah, to get knocked out again.
1: <laughs> I know. You're going to get a puck again or get another stick or, you know, because, like, your, your half shield goes to here. And yeah. there's so many sticks and pucks and, you know, block shots and, you know, standing by the goalie. And, I mean, I don't know how many I, pucks I had whizzed by my face throughout my my career. It was crazy. And then just, you know, accidental high sticks, they hit my, my visor. And it's, like, literally millimeters from, okay, knocking all my teeth out again. So. I mean that. that so why that's don't
0: of, why don't players do that? Why don't you guys get the full shield?
1: Um, you know what? I don't even know when that started, but um, I, you know at college we wear the full shield. Um, and then once you get into pro hockey, it, it goes to the half, and um, I, I like the half shield a little bit better. I mean you can always replace teeth, you can <laughs> fix your nose and all that. Stuff. Yeah, the only thing they always told you just don't mess with your eyes, and that that was what the the half shield was good for. So. Um, but Did no, I'm not with the half shield. Um, if you're, if you're older, all the older guys, okay. so like Ryan O'Reilly, he, he's grandfathered yep. in, um, Milan Lucic. Um, I'm trying to think there's not a ton more, but so I, I think a lot of guys, um, are realizing like the half shield is, you know, is, is beneficial.
0: That's crazy. It's fast. So yeah. what's the fastest puck? Cause I, so I, I put out a, I was me and Brandon Maleski, he was on the show and, uh, and you know, he's a big hockey guy. He's a wild guy yeah. with Kevin with uh, yeah. Kevin Foulness. And so yeah. I asked him, I, I gave him a, I gave him a like an ultimatum. I said, here's your choices. If you had to sit in a room with the common man for 24 hours, because we've seen the power trip bets and stuff they do where they make people do stuff for 24 hours. Uh, yeah. I was like, you either have to sit in a room, no headphones, no technology, 24 hours, and just let common man talk to you. Uh, and you can't talk back. He just gets to talk to you for 24 hours or, yeah let Nate Prosser stand at the blue line, not the first <laughs> one because that's a little close, the second blue line, and okay. just whiz five shots at you. Um, and he was like, man, I, I think he hit one like 110 miles an hour off the wall. Like that was what he was known for. Like what's the fastest you've had a puck like gauged at? No, I, I think – I remember back in the
1: USHL I made the all-star game and there was a skills competition. Yep, I've seen that's that. And when when, that was when I was uh, – um how old was i like 19 20 okay. range and they they clocked our slap shots and i think i got it to like 95 or 96 okay. so no i never got triple digits like
0: that okay that's that's, that's still humming though
1: yeah 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 i mean if you're standing there with no equipment and i could you know try picking you off from the far blue i think it, i think i can
0: make it hurt okay. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that sounds painful because I just think about baseball players, you know, they don't wear anything and they take ninety-five, crazy. you know, ninety-eight mile an hour fastballs to the back, to the shoulder, to the leg. Oh. Um the it's, and, the and they say the puck is frozen. So yeah. yeah. That's that's crazy. So last one before we get out of here. When you look at the Minnesota Wild, uh and then state of hockey, because it's, you know, Minnesota state of hockey. So you got the Minnesota Wild. Uh, we joked about hey, they haven't won yeah, in so long. So you don't, but you I'm don't, not gonna do that. You didn't like that state of hockey i'm not gonna shot. i'm not gonna do that i'm gonna let them i'm gonna, I'm gonna have that i'm gonna i'm gonna turn it back to, to to nick saban so nick saban earlier yesterday had an attitude with uh the recruitment of some texas a&m players and he said the nil is uh they killed us with recruiting they got the number one recruiting class and he said it was all because of nil not because of jimbo fisher not because of the program do you see that now being where hockey high school kids? Are going to start to get big money once people realize, like, wait a minute, like I can, I can get one of the next best Sydney Crosbys before he's Sydney Crosby. Uh, do you see the Gophers in some of these college teams? You know, North Dakota State, or not, uh, but uh, S, uh, North South Dakota. North Dakota, and then uh, what's the Wisconsin. Red Red? The red and black one, though, the one that's big in Minnesota, St. Cloud State, St. Cloud State. Um, yeah. you know, Man- Man- Minnesota State. State, Man. Yeah. yeah. Do you see them getting into that nil nil battle soon with some of these hockey kids across the country, and then of course the local kids in Minnesota? Um, I, I mean, I definitely see it happening.
1: Um, I, it might take a few years. I, you know, I think, you know, all this all these big football programs are doing it right now, and obviously <laughs> they, they have frick, like crazy crazy money behind yeah. it and they have all these big sponsors, you know, and you're in Texas. It's like, I mean, you can call the state of hockey, the state of hockey, but you like, it doesn't hold a candle to what Texas is for the state of football. You know, so it's like, um, I I feel like it's eventually going to happen, but the money won't be what, what, what football is. I don't think. Um, But um, yeah, I mean, there, I think that that whole NIL and, you know, recruiting and, you know, you know, I was listening to you before, you know, throwing guys on commercials and, you know, trying to get car deals like that. That will be influential for high school kids. A
0: hundred percent. I mean, um, there's a kid from Texas. The running back just got a Lamborghini deal with a local Lamborghini dealer in Texas. Like, so he's going to cool be driving a Lamborghini to class every week. <laughs> un-
1: unbelievable. <laughs> Can you imagine the girls he's pulling in that thing?
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, do you think, like, Kaprizov, for instance, do you think if the University of Minnesota had approached Kaprizov and said, hey, come play for the Gophers for one season, we'll get you a Lamborghini deal, we'll get you a house yeah. deal with with Lenar Holmes, like, do you think that would have been enough to get him over? I know he was a tough get anyway, but do you think that would have been an easier get than trying to clear the KHL and all that stuff just to get him to play one year for a Lamborghini? For sure, for sure. I mean, especially <laughs> especially with those guys that already, you know, Are
1: making money overseas like the europeans and the and the russians but um you know it's different for kids that you know haven't made a dollar i mean i right i think i had you know even all the way through college all the way through 24 i think i had like two thousand dollars in my bank account the whole time like i I lived off like you know domino's pizza and you know it's like um you know if, if a college threw something at me to entice me to go there I mean it it would definitely be something that your eyes are going to be you know eyes and ears are going to open up a little bit more
0: well yeah I want to thank Nate Prosser for joining me on the Ron Johnson show and up next we got the daily three that's three questions in three minutes stay tuned
2: Well, up next
0: is the Daily Three. That's three questions in three minutes apiece. Take it away, Sam.
2: Tiger Woods struggles. To my chagrin, I watched every shot. I was rooting for him. He started hot, minus two through five holes, but then he uh, limps literally to the finish and ends his day plus four. Is Tiger Woods trying to push through too much pain, Ron, to be an effective golfer?
0: Yes. Um, the fact that he said his leg hurts, Um there's a thing. He's getting paid to play. We pay to play. So it's a difference. When you get paid to play, just like any other sport, um, it's always, always the, are you injured? Or are you hurt? Are you injured? If you're injured, you got to go off the field. If you're hurt, you got to push through the pain. And that's just how we were taught as kids. But when you're paying to play, it's a little bit different. It's like, wait a minute. I don't feel good. I'm not going to pay to sit around and walk or drive in a cart for this many holes. And every time I try to swing, it hurts my back or my leg. Um, Like I've literally canceled rounds uh, because my back was just tight. And I'm like, you know, oh man, just rub some, uh, icy hot on it, man. I think, you know, you'll be, no, I'm not doing for what? (laughs) So I could, so I could lose to you. And then you could talk crap to me for the rest of the day. No, I'm gonna, like, I went to Mexico and the thing, I took my clubs all the way to Mexico And I just got a shot in my back Um, and I had a cortisone shot in my back. I have a herniated disc from playing football um, and something I have to live with. And it's now disintegrated. So it's bone on bone. So I got a cortisone shot like two years ago before I went to Mexico. And the doctor said, hey, it's going to take seven days before you feel better. And so like the first four days down there, it was just miserable. Like I was just at the beach. And so my father-in-law and his friends are like, hey, you're going golfing today? I'm like, "Eh," I got up, tried to swing. Nope, I'm not going like I'm not going to try to push through this. I know what it is. It's a cyst on my back, on my, on my spine. And the disc is herniated and it's pushing on the nerve. So no, I'm not going next, you know, two days later. Yeah. You're going to golf for a sec. Nope. I'm not doing it. I'm going to sit at the beach with my wife. And so I pay in Mexico to play. So I'm not going to push through the pain. Um, I did eventually golf once down there. Like, like I said, after the seventh day, literally, it was like the doctor knows what he's doing i mean he has a degree in this thing and he was dead on like day seven i woke up and it was like twinkle toes i was like oh went out there and played i was just fine um but and that's where tiger woods is at man it's like at some point i get it the money is huge just for him showing up like the purse he gets from his sponsors just for showing up like nike and all these other companies that pay to be on his back to pay to say hey we represent tiger woods or tiger woods represents our brand uh like built bar you know, if you think about Built Bar, like if Built Bar is like, "Hey, Ron, go out there and and go lift weights. Uh, we're gonna take care of you." Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna represent Built Bar. I want to make sure that Built Bar feels like, you know what? Hey, this guy's really playing for us. Like he cares about our brand, and I do. But for Tiger, ah, no, you, you gotta rest up, man. Like you're rich, don't do any further damage. When maybe if you take a year off, you can come back and be stronger than ever. Um, but again, it's it's exciting to see Tiger out there. I'm pretty sure the TV producers, everybody's pushing him to come back because, like you said, you watched every shot. There's not a lot of golfers people wake up to watch every shot, uh, and he's one of them.
2: Yeah, it's it's a, kind of a bummer to watch him struggle the way he is and to clearly be in pain after one round. He's got potentially three more of these if he makes the cut. Um, I think it's going to be a struggle for him to get to the weekend. I think he's probably a couple shots behind the cut line right now. He's going to need an under par round. And if he can't drive, I mean, he was struggling just to get around on his driver. I don't Mm -hmm. know if he makes the weekend, and that's going to be sadness for CBS and all the sponsors who wanted him on Saturday and Sunday. I've got a Vikings question of the day for you, Ron, and it revolves around the fullback. What is C.J. Ham's role going to be in this new offense? Is he still going to play as much as he did last year, or do you think they start phasing out the fullback?
0: so when you look at the 49ers and there's the thing you know we talked about use check uh we talked about George Kittle and their their combo platter of fullback tight end H back uh we've seen CJ Ham line up and play receiver a little bit we've seen him run some routes we've seen him catch some screens um I think there's a place for him because you know in college he was a true running back he put weight on um and he became this bruiser at fullback he's not a true fullback when you think about stature of like a huge check and and some of these guys that you you know Mike Allstocks guys that we consider true big fullbacks. Uh CJ Ham is more of an undersized fullback or really, you know, not really big cuz he's not huge. Um just a bigger running back. Um the thing about CJ Ham is he's a huge piece of special teams. So you can't overlook the special teams piece um on any NFL team. You look at Slater with the with the uh he was with the uh the Patriots. I don't know if he's still there, but Slater um that's all he does special teams you know like that's it he's literally just a special teams demon uh so when cj ham can give you all four phases plus you know field goal if you need him to play wing and all this other stuff like that's the stuff where you're like okay this is one of the 53 like he's gonna be here now usage that's on offense that's the key is like as much as they talk about throwing, you know, now using Dalvin Cook as a receiver, you know, spreading teams out, going five wide, allowing Kirk Cousins to make checks. I heard a a sneaky comment by Kevin O'Connell. He said, um, Kellen Mond did a great job checking off on some plays and seeing some things in camp. So that leads me to believe that's just a part of the offense now. If Kellen Mond's doing it, Kirk Cousins is going to do it. And so now Kirk Cousins is going to have to learn. So when you think about spreading guys out, you don't think about fullback. You know now if there's a way to spread guys out with the fullback in you bring them back in because now you have you know some kind of nickel some kind of nickel um defense that you can run against and you just want to line up and play smash mouth but don't don't forget too though like we, we haven't seen short, short yardage is kevin o'connell's short yardage gonna be a fullback running back tight end two tight ends one receiver or is he just gonna say hey third and one we're throwing it um that that that's that's gonna be up to like i I can't really say where CJ Ham's gonna be until we see some true uh all team mini camp stuff, some OTA stuff, and then some true training camp like training camp is gonna give us a better idea of where cJ Ham
2: fits. yeah, I'm torn because I love c j Ham he's like the best guy he's from uh Duluth where I was born, and then he mm-hmm. went to college in Sioux Falls, which is basically where I grew up as well mm-hmm. after I moved from Duluth. So I feel like sort of this kinship with C.J. Ham, and yet they used him so much last year. But I, I didn't always feel like he was best suited like to line up in the slot and run a mm-hmm. route. I mean, there are other players I'd rather have do that or to to line up kind of on the end of the line and, and act like a tight end. I don't know if he's big enough for that. So I love C.J. Ham, and I think he's a great blocker and he's great on special teams. I just don't know if he's versatile, as versatile as they tried to make him out to be last year. So I think we might see a little pullback in in his usage, but I certainly think there's a place for him on this roster. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, NBA, I know you've wanted to talk about it. You're rooting for Warriors Heat uh, in the final. That's your prediction. Well, the Heat dropped one to the Celtics last night. The Celtics blow them out to even the series. Warriors are trying to take a 2-0 lead tonight. Ron, what are your thoughts on the state of the conference finals in the NBA?
0: Uh, I still like the Warriors. Uh, We'll see tonight, though. I think the Mavs uh, Warriors play tonight, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm looking forward to getting to the bar, watching Luka with an old-fashioned. I love Luka. Like I said, I want it to be a seven-game series for both. Like, I don't want it to be a 4-0 or 4-1. Like, that's not fun. Um, I want it to be, you know, at least six or seven for both because I have no dog in the fight for either of these. It's just fun to watch good basketball. This is the one thing I, I watched last night when I was kind of watched, like I said, having two TVs, which I told my wife, I'm like, I might have to set up my basement with three TVs. Because after seeing that last night, that was, I love that. Because um, I, I, I haven't been to a bar in so long. Like I just, <laughs> like it's been ages <laughs> since I just went to a bar to watch sports. Like I, I'm old. I'm, I'm at home. My kids and my wife, we got sports. But this is what I noticed. The Celtics Jedi mind tricked uh, the heat. Why? Because all week we kept hearing uh, Marcus Smart was not going to play. Al Horford was not going to play. All these guys were out. You know, uh, This guy's out for COVID. This guy's out with injury. Um, with COVID, we know that there's no injury there. It's just he's on protocol, so he has to get some negative tests before he comes back. But with Smart is injury. So it's like he probably won't play if you're saying he's potentially out. So I think the heat hearing two of their players are out um, I just feel like you know that South Beach they kind of relaxed a little bit and came and you know Jimmy Butler was you know feeling himself came and the, and they didn't come in like the Heat didn't look like the attacker they looked like the team that was out there running for them lives and they were a gazelle and they just let lions loose uh, at the zoo and so or in the wild. And so when you watch that game, what you saw, one, Marcus Smart played. He got 24 points, I think. I think he had like a, he was like one rebound or something away from a triple-double. He like, I think he was like 24-9 and 14 or something, or 24-9 and 12. Like Almost had a triple-double. So And then they get Al Horford back, most likely, because I'm guessing he's going to clear protocols, because they'll have that three-day or four-day gap. Mm-hmm. They Jedi mind-tricked him. Like, I I get the whole, like, you have to report injuries and all that stuff because of betting and all the people that want to lay money down. Um, I, I guarantee when everybody heard those two were out, people put heavy money on the Heat. Like, they were like, oh, man, this is an easy one. Like, I'm not the Heat are going to cover. Vegas just got paid. Like, the house always finds a way to win. And so that's my thought. On that, Or somebody got really rich when they said, you know, I'm still betting on the Celtics because I know Marcus Smart's playing because he told me. He texted me and told me he's going to play, even though everybody saying he's out. So insider trading on the on the trade on the us uh, on the on the betting market. So somebody got rich off the Celtics because you know they, nobody gave him a chance with two guys out. But Jason Tatum still was Jason Tatum. Brown was still Brown, and Marcus Smart did what he does, which is he's a pest. He's a he's always around the ball and he never stops. Like I don't and he, I mean he's like the Green Goblin with that hair. And that's the state for me. That's what I see. I see, like, I think the Warriors are going to get it. Like, the Mavs, I mean, we'll see tonight with Luka. Uh, but the Heat Celtics is not over. I think that one's going to be a rubber. They're going to go back and forth. It's going to be a juggernaut of a match. I still think the Heat can get it. Um, I think mentally now they're like, whoa, okay, these guys really can punch. You know, it's like, it's like when you're a boxer and you go in the ring and you've never been hit. You just hit people. Hit people. You don't have to have a plan. My plan is I'm going to beat you up. But then when you actually get hit, you got to have a plan. And now the Heat got hit. They took one to the mouth. And that's why I love when Mike Tyson said that. Everybody's great until they get hit in the mouth. And then you got to have a plan. His plan was always, I can counter. Well, now the Heat have to figure out, are they going to be Glass Joe, you know, Mike Tyson's punch out, and they're going to get their face beat in, or... Are they gonna be mike tyson and they're gonna find a way to come back and win this thing and so i i still got heat warriors i think they can get to it um i love the wiggins versus jimmy butler timberwolves uh kind of connection because people are gonna you know find a way to be mad about that if only butler and wiggins could have played together with Karl Anthony towns we'd be in the finals hey maybe or at least in the western conference finals well that'll do it for the ron johnson show today i want to thank sam ekstrom did a great job but uh i want to thank nate prosser for joining me today and then of course, if you have not subscribed yet, please subscribe to the Ron Johnson show. Just go to YouTube, search Locked On Sports Minnesota, and subscribe. And then you can also take us wherever you are with your podcast. No matter what you use, no matter where you go, you can take a listen. The daily three is always good. We always have good guests and we always have some hot topics. Have a great day.